1: His first round has a man open, Andre Rising
0: Rogers in trouble. It's gonna get there. He turned 32 yesterday. Does he have a
1: vintage moment in
2: it? And so, welcome to episode 47 of the Average Cheese Podcast. I'm Dale Lobel, Todd, and Peter are with me today. It is the Jesse Whittington edition of the Average Cheese. Peter, I will defer to you so you can tell who the heck that is.
1: Good old number 47, Jesse Whittington. Played corner for the Packers in the late 50s and early 60s through the mid-60s. All pro corner. Pro bowler. I think 20 interceptions for the Packers. Really good player. So it's going to be a really good episode.
2: It, yes, it is. <laughs> and there are a million reasons why we love you, Peter. And a million and one is that you did not even look that up. You just knew it. Yeah. That are you stealthily looked it up. That's not even a word. But whatever. You just knew it. There's no way. It was going to be the Jake Ryan episode until Todd started cussing <laughs> at me and told yeah. me that it couldn't happen.
0: No way. That can't happen.
2: Because he fucking sucked.
0: Yeah. He doesn't rate it.
2: And remember, we cuss for charity, for Habitat for Humanity, so hopefully we won't cuss too much, but we're going to talk about Aaron Rodgers, so I've got my quarters ready. Do you, Todd, have your quarters I have ready? My... Peter needs his two quarters
0: ready, too, just in case. <laughs> I wish I was more locked and loaded than Wait, I am. what's I'm... a
2: quarter? It's not a quarter. What do you call a quarter in the UK?
1: Well, we don't have an equivalent of that, so we have a I guess a 20 pence piece would be the closest that we have to a quarter. Yeah. We'll get those out then for your, Just cons- we are with their, yeah.
2: you can find us at AVG cheese at gmail.com. That's our email. And you can find us on Twitter at AVG And you can also find us on Facebook. That Peter's about to say, and he must be putting a ton of content on there <laughs> or none. Don't go find us there. Also, if you are listening to the sound of my voice, Go on to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and review us. Just tell us that you love Peter and that Todd and I are less than average. You can say that it's okay, but give us five stars when you do that. We are also over three thousand listens. It is rare that I miss it. Usually, I try to like stalk the anchor account and try to get the round numbers, but I missed our three thousandth listen. We are almost on thirty-one hundred at this point, so I appreciate every one of you that listens. And if you are listening to episode 47, I have changed the intro music. We did? Yes, temporarily. What is it? It is the Kanye West song that someone put the Drew Holiday rip and Giannis dunk to. You'll have to listen to the episode and hear what I'm talking about. It is not a fan of who sings it? Kanye West. I think he sucks, but the music is awesome for an intro, so it's going in there
0: right. for at least cool. a
2: couple weeks because I am still on a high from the Milwaukee Bucks. We'll talk about that in a second.
0: Apparently.
2: If you ever have questions for us, Peter will answer them because I'm too dumb to answer, and Same. Peter might be making a website. Or maybe I should – I'll cut that out, Peter, if you want me to say
0: that. No, don't. It'll just motivate him to do so. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I'm not cutting it up? No. <laughs> Anyway, I'm happy to see both of you. Peter, how are you this morning?
1: We're doing good. Doing good. Heavily watching the Olympics. Just about to come on TV here at, what time is it now? Midnight our time. And uh, yeah, doing good, mate. Doing good. i glad to see you. Todd, how are you? I'm good. Looking forward to this.
0: I feel a little rusty. I don't even know the last time we did an episode, but full disclosure, I did not prepare any of this content. So I'm going to be, you know, my usual self.
2: <laughs> and you just flew in from Denver? I did. So, okay?
0: Yeah. I flew in from Denver, I watched The Last Dance, and it brought up all kinds of really bad feelings, considering the whole Aaron Rodgers saga. So,
2: And we will talk about The Last Dance today, just for you. So you can vent your frustration. I shall. Can I, I'm going to vent my frustration for a minute. I know this is a Packer podcast, but I got a ticket the other day. I was so mad. So I'm doing a flooring job in Lake Geneva, which shout out to rich people. I appreciate you. I can do your flooring anytime. So I'm out in Lake Geneva and I'm driving through the sticks of Wisconsin. There's no one within, I don't know, three miles. And I come up on a stop sign and I may or may not have rolled through it. I paused. I did not just blow through it. There was not a car within three or four miles. And all of a sudden, I look in my rearview mirror, and there are flashing lights. This motherfucker must have been sitting at the light waiting for somebody to do that. And he pulls me over. He's like, what are you doing here? Oh, you can't ask me that. That's that's. I have a Milwaukee address, and I shouldn't be out in your rich neighborhood. (laughs) I was about to cuss him out because I had been working for 12 hours, and I was tired and cranky. But I don't know what movie it is, Deliverance or whatever, where, you know, the cops beat up on people. So I didn't want to be that guy. So I just looked at him with an ugly look and I handed him my license.
0: What did you get ticketed for? The rolling the stop or the speed?
2: Yeah. Failure to stop at a stop sign, whatever that. So there's more to this story. It's going to be a long episode because I'm going to tell this whole story. So I'm sitting there for like, I don't know, an hour waiting for him to come back to the car. And he comes back to the car and he says, my computer isn't working. So instead of letting me off of the ticket because, you know, his computer isn't working and he can't figure out who I am, he's going to fucking mail it to me. He's going (laughs) to mail me my ticket.
1: I just hope he's not using the same mailing service that my T-shirts coming coming (laughs) from.
2: (laughs) I hope he is, Peter, because you haven't gotten your T-shirts and I sent that like four or five weeks ago. So maybe I won't get my ticket. Until like 2022.
1: So when your ticket turns up with me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Will you pay it for me? No.
0: Go to court. They'll probably throw it out.
2: I am not exaggerating when there was not a car in either direction. It was pitch black. I mean, I saw the stop stop sign and I did slow down for it, to be fair. And I, I did break the law. But come on, man. Do you need my 8624 or whatever money that's going to be for the fine that bad? that you're going to mail it to me. Now it's going to be 57 cents cheaper because you're going to have to mail it to me and it's going to cost you postage. Anyway, why did I start off the show? And I'm a little aggravated that (laughs) happened like last week. So Peter, your Milwaukee Bucks are NBA champions. Congratulations.
1: Fantastic. Nothing to say because I know nothing. (laughs) (laughs) That's usually what that's usually our role on the show. Peter. (laughs) All I know is I saw lots of lots of people going crazy on social media and what have you. And it's a fantastic thing for the for the state. I know that. But I know nothing about basketball.
2: So, Todd, do you know the Bucks and Six story?
0: What other story is there?
2: So Brandon Jennings is like a Bucks legend. He played for the Bucks
0: yeah.
2: early 2000s. And the Bucs were not good, Peter. They were like the eight seed. In the playoffs and they're playing, I think it was Miami Heat and the Bucks were down 0-2 and they were coming to Milwaukee and he was being interviewed and then he was like, yeah, we got this. No problem. Bucks and six. Now they went on to get swept (laughs) in four games. They did not win a game in that series, but that Bucks and six mantra has lived on from that whole thing with Brandon Jennings. So Bucks in six is that's what we yell even if we have no chance of winning in six. And it was awesome when they won the NBA championship in six games. So that was pretty cool.
0: It's kind of like I was thinking, you know, now that the Bucks won, I was thinking like, and the Brewers are doing well. It's like I wonder. And, and we were like one call away from going to the Super Bowl. We could have done the whole, you know, yeah, I could have swept it. Have swept it. I mean, it would have been on the table, right? Yeah. All the Brewers would have to do is win the World Series. And...
2: and the Brewers have the pitching staff to win in the playoffs. Like they are three deep in their rotation. They could, they're great. It's Woodruff, Burns, and Peralta, and they are outstanding. Of course, I just went to a Brewer game and they lost. And I went to one of the Bucks games and they played Atlanta and they lost. So if the Brewers make the playoffs, I ain't going. <laughs> I'll watch it on TV because it's unlucky. I just wanted to say this. So there were 65,000 people in the Deer District. The Deer District is an outside. I mean, if you're from Wisconsin and you're listening to this, you already know what this is. But if you're not, the Deer District is outside. Basically, people just stand outside and watch big screens of the game outside the stadium and drink. That's what we do in Wisconsin. We, We do stuff and we congregate and we drink. There were sixty-five thousand people at Game Six standing outside the stadium. That would make that area the ninth largest city in the state of Wisconsin. The sixty-five thousand people standing outside would be the sixth largest city in Wisconsin.
0: The bars had to have been. I mean, there were probably. So you have those sixty-five thousand, and what is Pfizer like eighteen? You got another 18 and then every single bar within.
2: Yeah.
0: is packed probably out the door. Mm-hmm. So that's a There's, ton of people.
2: <laughs> they were shutting off streets. I shut many off, but they were shutting off streets. Oh, my problems. Jeez. Like at noon before that game. I didn't want to go through the 10-year hell of big games. We have lost a lot of big games since the Packers won the Super Bowl last. I don't want to go through it because it's too painful. I ask you, Peter. So the Bucks have two guys, Bobby Portis and PJ Tucker, and they are they, they're dogs. Like they're the grinders. They're the gritty, do the shitty things that th- need to be done to win a championship. And I'm asking you, Peter, who on the Packer roster is that gritty Wayne Simmons-like attitude type guy? Can you think of any?
1: I think attitude guy. I guess Zadaria Z- 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 Smith's probably the closest guy to that. I'm not sure. I'm not sure anybody quite has the mean streak that Wayne that Wayne, Wayne Simmons there.
2: That's fair.
1: Yeah, I would g- I would guess Zadaria Smith, and there's probably one or t- one or two of those guys on the offensive line that that are that are mean son of a guns because you have to be. You have to have that nasty streak to be good players. There, I'll stick with Z Smith as the as the closest.
2: I just wonder if there's
1: a dirty work guy.
2: You know I mean? It's a different, you know, it's a different game.
1: Maybe we've got one in the rookie, TJ Slayton. That may be a guy that that does the dirty work, that goes unnoticed, that clogs up the middle of the line like Gilbert Brown did two decades ago. Mm -hmm. Doesn't get a lot of stats, but he could be that type of guy.
2: It's a great analogy. I love that. Ty, can you think any guys before we move on, guys that you Uh, think do the dirty
0: work? The person who I think potentially could be that person Hasn't, hasn't done it yet, but I think is in line to do, do some of that work is Dylan. Okay. I think, I think he's going to be that, you know, he's going to fill the shoes of Williams. Yeah, I kind of see him in that role, but and, and to a point that, I mean, I think Jones kind of has that a little bit, even though he is a star player. I think he's always been since he's ever since he came into the league. That attitude of I'll do whatever it takes.
2: I never thought of that. I like that. AJ Dylan and Jamal Williams, I think would be that guy, the dirty work guy, the oh, guy that comes no in. Doubt. Doesn't no he, You know, the Packer fans love him, but he'd never get an ESPN highlight, that kind of thing. Yeah, it's a great mm-hmm. analogy. I think both of you are spot on with that. I, I love that. Aaron Rodgers reported today, so all media attention will go towards him. But Giannis right now, Giannis Anadokounmpo is the king of Wisconsin for at least three more days, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and and so, it's all
0: going to be erased. And it's, yeah, for now. Because the for, first time Rodgers steps up to a podium, it's all going to be forgotten.
2: A week ago, Aaron Rodgers and Devonte Adams, both on their Instagram, put up the last dance graphic of Jordan and Pippen. Todd, thoughts on any of that?
0: Uh, mixed, mixed feelings on that. Gosh, I mean, it is similar. Like I said, I mean, I just rewatched, I think, the first three episodes of The Last Dance. And you can draw a lot of different similarities between the, you know, the front office and the players, similar to what we have going on right now. And yeah, they are the Jordan and Pippen of the Packers right now. So I'm just frustrated that it ever really got to this point. I don't feel like, and I know this probably isn't in line with what Peter thinks, but I just don't see how, how this can even happen in this day and age, right? I mean, there's, there's really no way that we should really be even talking about this, but I'm just pissed with Murphy and, and Guttenkust. I think they're, they're, the, they're the, what did I say? Pissed? You said fuck. Oh damn it. So now I did. Too. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I've I've coined I've coined the phrase now after watching The Last Dance. We will not we'll no longer refer to Murphy as Murphy. He will now be Murphdorf after Jerry Reinsdorf. And Gutenkoos will now be Guten I don't know if I can do that. I will. <laughs> you can I'll do pray. that.
2: And maybe I just threw the quarter in because I was reading Peter's mind, and I threw a quarter in because he was cussing in his own head, and I read it. Peter, go ahead. So, Thoughts on so, the last dance?
1: So, so the thing that got me about that, right? So this, so, so as you said, the, that tweet was a few days ago, best part of a week ago. Right? Mm-hmm. At that point, we were still in the situation we were a week ago. Nobody really knew whether Rogers was coming back. Devonte Adams was. Broken off contract negotiations, etc., etc. Right, and wherever you sit on this thing, for them to then tweet that last dance tweet for me was completely unnecessary because all that did was pour fuel on a fire that was already burning very brightly, and it was just completely unnecessary because it would only was only ever going to have one effect, and that was to rile people up, whichever side of this argument they they sat on, and for me. I thought it was poor and I thought it was completely unnecessary. I'll
2: just say this, Aaron, and I'm talking directly at you, Aaron, because I know you listen to The Average Cheese. You have given me 16 years of joyful moments. Almost all the things I remember about Aaron Rodgers and his play has given me joy. And I am super appreciative of that. But Aaron, you're no fucking Michael Jordan. Let's say that. How many rings do you have? And I think you're the greatest quarterback of all time, but you have one Super Bowl ring. Michael Jordan has six. You ain't Michael Jordan. I could argue that maybe Devontae Adams is Scottie Pippen, but he also doesn't have six rings. So get over yourself because you ain't that. I'll just leave it at that.
0: My, my tongue is sore because I'm biting it. So just... <laughs> You want to say something? I'll leave
2: it. <laughs> I I mean, It's our show, brother. Go on.
0: Uh, I I actually agree with with Peter on the point that it it was unnecessary. Like, I do think that they lashed out against the front office after taking, basically getting this whole situation turned around on himself. And he's just firing back. But I think Aaron Rodgers is a little bit better than that, than to turn something around and tweet something like that. So guess not. um, Hey, he's in camp. A lot can change between now and then. I think I said it many episodes ago. It's not going to happen. He's going to be there, and there, and there he is. So he's I'm in just chaos. looking forward to getting it. I mean, it's it's going to be chaos, right? I mean, it's going to be total fucking chaos in camp. it's going to be immediate
1: you know, chaos.
0: Yeah, complete chaos.
2: Yeah, Peter. What are your thoughts on? You've seen the revised contract stuff, I assume, where the suggested what? revised contract that she, I think Adam Schefter, who I can't stand, put out. <laughs> any thoughts on that?
1: Yeah. So 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 if if what we believe. If what we read, we believe, and I'm not sure, either. I'm not sure, yeah, not sure. <laughs> in essence, I think the main detail, if we can believe it, is is that it lops 2023 off the end of off the end of the contract, which in essence I think is probably not a bad thing for both, for both parties here because it means he plays in 2021. At the end of 2021, there's a decision to be made on both sides which says either he plays in 2022 for the Packers and becomes a free agent and can move, or the Packers trade him after 2021 if they want the compensation for doing so or which is probably the situation that most Packers fans want is that it forces both sides to get to the table and work on, work on a contract extension for two or three more years at 35 million a year or whatever the number is mm-hmm. but i think it i think it's a good thing because i think it does force that situation so that after what we've been through this offseason next offseason is gonna it's gonna it's gonna be a decision point one way or another however however that goes. So I think if if the reports are true, I think it's a good thing.
0: It's it's really tough to to say what's gonna happen next, right? I mean, he's in camp now. You know, there's a lot of what ifs. What if he delivers another MVP season, which he very well could be? What if he wins a Super Bowl? Right? Where did that that would change the course of how things are gonna play out, I would think. The common denominator is what to do about Jordan Love's story, right? Are you gonna lock Rogers back into another three, four year deal because love's not going to sit that long on the bench. Right. So there's still that what to do about Jordan love in all of that. Right. He's either going to come in and be the replacement or they're going to have to do something with him one way or the other.
2: What happens is Packers go scorched earth on the entire league and they just rip everything on the way to a super bowl win. And if they do that, you know he's coming back for that next year. He totally. has to run it back after a Super Bowl win. I can't believe he would be that disenchanted with the guys. You said it, Peter, winning cures all, and it does. They win a Super Bowl. I, in my opinion, there's no way he says, eh, I'm out. See you, Devontae. See you, Aaron Jones. See you, Bakhtiari, all these guys I just won a Super Bowl with. I want to go win a Super Bowl with someone else because I'm being a bitch. Well, I don't see that happening.
0: Off-seasons are always full of, right? Like, they're not all together, right? There's no – they're not working together. They're not in proximity to one another. They're not in meetings together. You know, it's in the off-season mode. Season mode, people are winning. People are happy. Off-season mode, it's like, here come the knives, right? Everyone's backstabbing everybody in, in the off season. And that's what happened, clearly. Now, hopefully, uh, Guttenkos isn't going to – I'm sorry. Gutenkraus isn't going anywhere, <laughs> right? Murfdorf isn't going anywhere. Um, and most likely, Jordan Love isn't going anywhere, right? So it's like they got to figure it out. Hopefully, the season, getting it going – getting some wins. Yeah. Winning cures all right. It might, they might figure out a way to communicate with one another and let whatever happened in the past be in the past. Hopefully.
2: Well, to what Peter said, it forces them to the table. They have to communicate after this year, which I think is great for both sides. There can't be this, I'm going to go off to my camp and in my bunker start talking to my people and get upset with myself and then have to come back. They will have to have some kind of conversation. And again, that doesn't look good on anybody if he leaves after winning a Super Bowl. Neither side want that. But again, it's not a logical. None of this has been logical. It's all been everybody's in their feelings. So now we have to be right. Right. It hasn't been logical, so I guess it wouldn't be logical to leave after a Super Bowl, but maybe it'll happen. I,
0: I doubt it. There's no clear solution. Even even Krauss, as you know GM. GMs just don't come in for a one or two year stint and get, get bounced on their head, right? No. So he's not. He's not going anywhere, right? No, and he shouldn't. and he's, and he's the he he and Murphdorf are the ones who decided to pick Love. He's not going in, so they're not. They're in. A, they created this situation, you know. In my opinion. You know, all they had to do with a simple conversation of, Aaron, we're looking at, down the line for our first-round pick. We're thinking of drafting a quarterback for the future. Let's have a conversation about that.
2: But they didn't. So but are you going to be a 13-year-old girl he-
0: about it? And now <laughs> we're here. But now we're here. Yeah. It
1: could have, it. you know. It Get could the have fuck over it. A lot. I mean, I, I, come on.
2: How long is this going
1: to last? I I think that's a conversation you can have with some people. It's not always a conversation you can have with every person. I think think different people would deal with that situation differently. I mean, I don't know how you have that conversation. My fear about having that conversation in advance is you say, look, we're looking at picking a, a quarterback if one's there. What happens if you then don't pick a quarterback? Because you've then basically told him that you're looking at somebody else, even though you haven't got that guy. And I think that works with some personalities, and I think it doesn't work with with other personalities.
0: I think there's other things, too, other than the Jordan Love pick, right? I think, you know, when he he says, you know, you've heard Roger say it a long time over and over it's it's more about the philosophy. I mean, let's be honest. The middle of the defense is an issue. It has not been addressed in two fucking drafts. If I'm Aaron Rodgers, it again, it always paints him in this negative light about like because he's upset, everybody assumes that he just wants more receivers or he wants more help on the offensive line. No, it's about winning as a whole. I really think he looks at that and says you know, you didn't draft any receivers and you draft my replacement and you move up to
1: get them and we haven't repaired the fucking middle of the defense in two two drafts, I'd be pissed too. And I have no problem with him being pissed, but I have a problem with him being pissed in public. And whilst he hasn't, that hasn't come out from the first person, it has come out. And that's my issue with it because the message that says to the rest of the team that he's meant to be the leader of is, oh, you over there, I don't think you're good enough. Oh, and oh, you over there, I don't think you're good enough. Now, he may think that, and he's absolutely entitled to think that, like the rest, like everybody else is, but I don't think you can send that message out. I think that's uh, as a team leader, I don't think you can do that. On that point, Peter, the rumor is that he wants
2: Randall Cobb back. He's, got, he's under contract with Houston still. Okay. He's in the last year of his deal, if I'm not mistaken. I think that his number is like he's going to make like $8.6 million, which is a stupid number for 2021 Randall Cobb. Thoughts on 2021 Randall Cobb? I'll go first. Uh-uh. I don't want – I mean, if it makes Aaron happy, great. And Aaron's money moving that he did creates that space – I'm sort of okay with it, but Randall Cobb in 2021 is not worth $8.6 million. It's not even close. At 2014, Randall Cobb, which I put on Twitter, I'd take that guy at $8.6 million for sure. But they just drafted 2021 Randall Cobb and Amari Rogers. They're the same type guy. And if they're the same type guy, I only want Randall Cobb to make Aaron Rodgers happy at a discount.
0: That's my thought on that. I agree. Uh, it's a no for me for Cobb, and as much as I, I love that guy and love to see him return, however, I would say I wouldn't do it to make Aaron happy at at this point. Um, and I don't think that's really what it's all about. If he's if he's voiced that, then I haven't seen that. But it would make the the only way I see it making sense is that it, they bring him in on the cheap, and I mm-hmm. mean cheap, yeah, and they groom. Rodgers with Cobb, Amari Rodgers. Yeah, that's my
2: thoughts, too. Has to be on the Chief. He's got to be like a player-coach type thing.
0: And bring bring Amari Rodgers up to speed because, honestly, I think Amari Rodgers is going to be a really good player. And who better to learn from than Cobb? Sure.
2: And a better player right now in this year than Randall Cobb, in my opinion.
1: Probably. Most likely, yep. Was a super player four years ago. (laughs) <laughs> um he went to dallas he's in houston It's not been at the best of teams not been in the most explosive of, of teams so it's so it's not to say that he's lost all of that but you're right you know his cap number is eight million eight million plus now i'm sure that they'd have to rework i'm absolutely positive they have to rework a deal if 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 he's coming to green bay yeah i mean if i was amari rogers i'd probably be not the happiest person but then i'm a rookie so you know those those things those things happen for me. It's it doesn't excite me, but it doesn't hugely disappoint me either. It's kind of one of those. It probably upgrades your receiver core. Looking at what you've got, you know you've now got some more competition for the four, five, six slots at re- receiver. So it do, that doesn't do, that doesn't do any harm. He probably fits some of the stuff that Lafleur likes doing in the offense, pre-snap motion, and all of that kind of stuff. So it probably fits well if it makes Rogers a little bit happier. A happy Aaron Rodgers is can only can only be a good thing. I would sit where I sit be a little bit disappointed if they've made that move simply because Rodgers has said, "I want that move to happen." But stuff happens. I'm okay with it. I'm not overly excited, and I'm not overly disappointed. We'll, we'll just see how it how it goes. But
0: I mean, yeah. quite honestly, who like if Mari Rodgers goes down, who would? Who would fill his shoes, right? I mean, there's really no depth at that position. If you bring in Cobb, again, on the cheap, you get to groom him, right? Get him on the field. Cobb kind of shows him all the tricks of the trade. But you also have Amari Rogers returning punts and kicks. Like, he's going to be on the field for that as well. A player like that, I mean, that's a pretty decent year, right? I mean, learn learn from one of the best that played in this offense. Learn from him. Return kicks. Return punts.
2: It's a good point. There is no depth at that slot's receiver spot. Maybe it's Jawan Winfrey. I mean, but he hasn't done anything for anybody. It might also, though, Todd, might be a positive in your buddy EQ. St. Brown can finally be cut from the Green Bay no. Packers.
0: Hey, Begleton. Begleton.
2: I love that you still fanboy Reggie Begleton, but that man is not making the 53. I will eat a piece of paper like you say your Rashawn Gary stuff. I will eat a piece of paper if Reggie Begleton makes the 53-man
0: roster. this Printer paper? Paper, a full piece of paper. Okay. I'm just, I don't know. Like it could be like a sticky note. That would be <laughs> <laughs> a sticky <laughs> note.
2: Real no, I am <laughs> all in on the eight and by eight and a half by eleven sheet of paper. That's gonna take me a long time. We cannot record that because it'll take me forever to eat that thing, but it has to be a I clean know sheet.
0: About this cob thing, it's interesting. It's interesting.
2: Sort of related to this, and I hope the one reason, well, there's a couple of reasons I hope that Randall Cobb ends up with the Packers, but the, the one that would make me the most happy is the Bears trading Anthony Miller to the Texans as the catalyst to Randall Cobb coming back to Green Bay. That would be spectacular troll material to our buddies from Zero Doings. I would never let them hear the end of that. (laughs) That would be a weekly occurrence. Every time Randall Cobb did anything, caught a two negative pass for negative two yards. I'm tweeting right at those guys. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks for the Anthony Miller trade. That would be. I mean, it, it could work itself out. It's an A and B to B to C, even though they're not related. Right. Yeah. All right. What else, Peter? What else you got today? You look deep in thought. Go ahead. Let it out.
1: No, I was just, think- I was just thinking about what Todd said about-, about not having depth at that position or-, or-, or a second player at that position, and that's absolutely right. I mean, that's a, that's a-, that's a good point, especially if you-, if you build an offense like LaFleur like has with that motion, mm-hmm. jet motion stuff in it, which relies on having that type of guy. So we kind of call it the Tyler Irvin type Position, yeah, yeah, and and you know, and then if a Murray Rogers were to go down or doesn't pan out in his rookie year because he's a rookie, then you don't have anybody else to run that stuff. So that's that's a that's a good point, uh, and and I guess as I say, if nothing else, it's going to add some real competition to that wide receiver wide receiver slot. I hope that if it happens, I hope that Aaron doesn't get. Cobb happy and only starts throwing balls to Devontae and and, and Randall Cobb because those are his favorite guys. Because we've seen a touch of that in the past with Jimmy Graham, for example. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, Todd raises a good point now. The position itself, too, right? I mean, it's it's a different
0: player, right? Physically, than you know, um it, it, for that role, right? I mean, you saw last year when Tyler Urban went down and LaFleur tried to plug in MVS and to try to keep the jet sweep moving that was a complete fail, right? It, it takes a different player. MVFs is not a ball carrier. He doesn't belong back there and neither do most receivers, right? I mean, they, they kind of, it's that kind of combination of running back. I mean, Randall Cobb played quarterback in college. So, I mean, he's used to handling the football in the backfield. I just think that, you know, that's a lot of pressure for Amari Rogers to be a rookie, to be on the squad and being like, you're the guy in the slot uh, and there's no one else to back you up or to learn from or or anything else, right? It's a, it's a lot of pressure for a rookie to do that. Well,
2: and there's that relationship between Randall Cobb already and Amari Rogers through T. Martin. So there, there's something to be said there. Sure. And right, it, lateral motion or lateral movement, MVS doesn't have lateral movement. That is not his role. Amari Rogers, yes. Randall Cobb, yes. I, I, I'm with you. I, I totally agree that if they can get him on the cheap, this is a great acquisition because – what is Randall Cobb at this point in his career? He's not a one, two, or a three. How many catches do you need out of the four, five, six wide receiver spot? 20? 30? You know, I mean, what do you expect yeah. out of that? Because if you expect 30 catches out of Randall Cobb, you're going to get that. And he's yeah. going to catch balls. It's not going to be EQ St. Brown or MBS dropping, you know, 50% of the balls. Randall Cobb is not going to drop 50% of the balls thrown his way. And he's going to move chains. Is he going to be lightning fast? Is he going to be 2008, 2012, 2014 Randall Cobb? Of course he's not. But if you're, you know, is he better than the guys on the roster at the four, five, six spot? 100%, even at this advanced age.
1: So what you're telling me is I can't expect 80 catches out of of the first five wide receivers plus plus Tonian.
2: (laughs) Wow. Imagine how many passes <laughs> attempted that would have to be. <laughs> Even at a 70% clip, they'd be throwing the ball like 80 times a game.
0: <laughs> All right. What else we got? Is that it? While they're at it, why don't they just bring back... Uh, Jordy Nelson? Yeah.
2: After Michael Finley? James Jones? Greg Jennings? Oh, those guys. Greg Jennings?
0: Yeah, Greg Jennings. My
2: God. I did see something funny on uh, Twitter today. You know The whole Randall Cobb thing. And Whitewater Football, my alma mater, sent out, you spelled Kumaro wrong in response to the, he wants Randall Cobb back. Oh, really? I thought that was great for a Division three college football team's social media department <laughs> sending out the Jake Kumaro love. Where's Matthews? Where is he? Oh, bring him well, back. Send him a text. You know, you got him on speed dial. Send him a text. <laughs> If he would just listen to me, if the Rams would finally pay him what they owe him. I think they did. So he should be good, right? He's on a zero contract. He has no money coming in. He needs to come back. He can play the last eight games a la Ryan Braun, I hope, is going to do that for the Brewers.
0: Come I back. S- like I like, think if, if he was on the team last year, we were in the Super Bowl. Not that we'd win the Super Bowl, but we're in the Super Bowl.
2: Well, if we got in it, we would have won it. The Chiefs were terrible in the Super
0: Bowl, True. we would have
2: blasted them by 20.
0: Clay, if you're out there, you're ass to Green Bay. Yeah. You've heard it here.
1: I guess the only other thing we haven't really touched on is, is the Devontae Adams, ah. them breaking off the contract negotiations or the contract negotiations breaking off.
2: Yeah, let's talk about it.
1: What's that What that's all about. And I'm torn on it because I, first things first, contract negotiations break off all the time. Right, it happened with Aaron Jones, and then the next thing we knew, two minutes later, he'd signed his deal. So that stuff <laughs> happened. That stuff happens. So I don't I think you necessarily read too much into it. But, you know, it's quite possible that Aaron, that uh, Adams or his agent are asking for above the market value. The Packers are offering somewhere slightly less than that. And, and eventually they'll meet in the middle. That's kind of what typically happens with these with these things. I think the question is what the market value is. Is it 25 or is it the 27 and a half that, that Hopkins is on in, in, in Arizona, which I don't think is the market, but that may be part of the question. And the other thing is from both sides perspective, at the point this time last week, Nobody quite knew what was happening with Aaron Rodgers. And so, in Adams's head, you know, he may still be working out whether or not he wants to play in Green Bay if Rodgers wasn't going to be there. Packers may be thinking, actually, I don't actually know how much salary cap space I've got here because I don't know what's happening with Rodgers. So, as all of those things become clearer, I think it probably leads to negotiations restarting. Whether they'll come to an agreement or not, I don't know. You know, and you always have to consider. It'll be 30 by the time this season's over. How much do you pay a 30-year-old wide receiver when typically, now we're talking about the, the number one wide receiver in the league, but, but typically there's a lot of wide receivers out there. You're not trying to find the next pass rusher that you can't find, the next Clay Matthews, for example. Typically, you can find wide receivers. The Packers have struggled with that, but, but, typically, but typically you can find wide receivers. So how much value do you put on that position? Can you pay all of these guys? You know, you can't pay top dollar to Bakhtiari and to, and to Rodgers and to Kenny Clark, and you've got Jair coming up, and Elton Jenkins will want a new contract. So eventually, there's going to be guys that you just can't pay. So I think it's a wait and see how the whole thing pans out. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be an interesting
0: season. I think it's there's a lot to be said for this season. It's going to be interesting to see, you know, are players going to be more motivated to, because in their mind it's their last dance, or are they going to mail it in? you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't think players would like uh, Devonte Adams uh, stature. I don't think they'd be mailing it in. It'll be interesting how, uh, how it plays out. You know, it's, are you going to, if you have no motivation to stay with the team, how hard are you going to play? It doesn't come to that, but uh, cause it's going to be really painful to watch, but
2: if you're in a contract year, you can't suck because right? every team in the league, including the Packers is going to be like, you caught 60 balls for 800 yards and six yeah. touchdowns yeah you know guys in a contract you tend to play better than they do when they're not
0: well peter brought up a good, good point with you know Devontae and he's turning 30 right and there are there is a, a good amount of receivers out there um is Devante adams Devante adams without aaron rodgers hard to say probably I not know. i mean why would he know. be right i don't know he yeah. go
2: play with car in Oakland or in uh, Las Vegas. (laughs) Let's see how that goes, buddy, because you're not going to have balls on your hands when you don't even know they're there. That's not happening with the Raiders. So I think DeAndre Hopkins is the aberration. Like that money is stupid money. And the Cardinals have clearly put out there that they're going to spend stupid money. The J.J. Watt contract is another example of that. They just, they're all in, right? They think that they're somehow in win mode, but Julio Jones is at 22 million, way more than Julio Jones is worth. But that starts to say, to go towards what you just said, Peter, on the backside of a career, now I I know Julio Jones is not 30, but you start to think. Do you give that money? Because if I got to choose between Jair Alexander in a big contract and 30 year old Devante Adams, as much as I love Devante Adams, I got to take the young corner before I take Devante Adams, you know, unlimited money, which they're on. I can't see a $25 million a year contract for Devante Adams. Yeah, that can happen. As much as I hate to say that it's a numbers game at some point, you know, and and is he going to sign the Aaron Jones team friendly deal. I don't believe he should and I don't think he will.
0: Looking forward to uh, tomorrow to see everything that comes out of camp. I mean, are they're, they're actually on the field tomorrow, right? Yes. So this is the eve before the 2021 season. Wow. It'll be very interesting to watch what happens after tomorrow.
2: 10:10 10, 10 a.m. public <laughs> practice tomorrow. I will not be there tomorrow because I have to work for MPS. But I think I'm going up on Thursday. I think I'm going to go up on Thursday, slap a bunch of average cheese window Dude, clings on
0: my forehead. Them. <laughs> oh, find, find LeFleur's car. Yeah, just start
2: slapping him on, all over him on, his windshield so he can't drive. I don't want him to be able, I'll I'll put him where he can still see and drive safely.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, he can see, so he can see the stop signs when he gets.
2: <laughs> Very funny, Peter. There I'm you go. See. I do appreciate your sly humor, Peter. You you slap them in when I'm not paying attention most of the time. I will do that. I will take a bunch of average cheese window clings up to Green Bay with me. I did not rent a crop duster plane to throw them out of, so I might just start slapping
0: them Yeah, That's for a future endeavor.
2: Yeah. After I hit the lottery or either one. I mean, if any of us win the lottery, I think that's an appropriate response to then charter ourselves a private plane and drop a bunch over. Yeah, we're all in. Okay, even if you're not, you're in. <laughs> Peter will get in his lear and fly over
1: and then he'll parachute out. If I if I win the lottery, you'll probably yes. get you'll probably get a call from I don't know, the Bahamas or the Cayman <laughs> Islands or somewhere. There you go.
2: So thanks for listening to episode forty seven, the Jesse Whittington edition of the Average Cheese. And go back go. Go back go go pack up.